Hello and welcome to Sports View with Simon Rukaba. I'm your host, Simon Rukaba. Busy week, Super Bowl week. Uh, and then we, we're here today for episode nine of uh, Trop It Like It's Hot, Katie Trop, uh, host of Sports Talk with Trop. A uh, little delayed. Uh, usually it's on Mondays, but we're doing it today. Uh, and uh, got a lot of Super Bowl covers coming up. Omar Aranjo, our, our, uh, our resident prognosticator, is uh, is going to come on on Friday and give his best bets for the for the Super Bowl. Uh, he's been on a little hiatus. They were traveling, and and he, he's been busy with his with his uh, job, so he hadn't been able to come on. But I ran into him, and and uh, he's ready to come on this week. So that'll be part of it. I'm going to have uh, episodes the next couple of days leading up to the game uh, about any any insights. There's also NBA news that's cracked that I'll talk about for because they approach the trade deadline. But uh, for today, it's Katie Trump joining us. And Katie, how are you doing? You ready to drop it like it's hot? Yeah, I'm doing good. Well, uh, I mean, since it's Super Bowl week, I guess we might as well just talk some football. And it's not really some, not a specific topic or anything that's going on. We'll save Super Bowl, actual Super Bowl talk for Friday. Uh, but uh, I just, for me, since, uh, you know, with the Super Bowl, we got two good quarterbacks going into it. Uh, neither one has a Super Bowl yet, so that kind of changes the, the direction of the way the league's going this year. Um, and especially with the, the retirement of Tom Brady, now it's like the uh, the field of quarterbacks is like they're all pretty much even at this point. Because if you look at it, you know, Aaron Rodgers has one ring. Patrick Mahomes has one ring. Russell Wilson has one ring. Whoever wins this weekend is going to have one ring. So there isn't really any way we can – you can really just make an argument for <laughs> – any one of them. Plus, then you got like Josh Allen and Justin Herbert, who have yet to even entered that conversation yet. So it's very interesting to see what what the future of the league is going to be. And I think the future is going to be bright. I mean, just with those names alone, and they're all excellent quarterbacks. At least right now, they're looking good. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens this weekend. Hell, Matthew Stafford's now the old guy now that uh, now that Brady retired, and so. It's really cool to see, you know, he he was in Detroit and uh, he never complained about being in Detroit. He actually embraced being in Detroit. He still he still loves Detroit. He still uh, donates to Detroit. He's still big in the community there. And, um, you know, it just didn't work out there. Most 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 players who, who who are drafted in Detroit, their career goes there to die. I mean, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson retired early because. They're such a horrible organization, but uh, they were able to work it out with Matthew Stafford, send him to the Rams and give him a chance. And now you take a look at what's going on at the quarterback position, not only this year, but I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens um, over over the next like five to ten years. We've got some we got some great quarterbacks. And I mean, with how good they are, it's going to be interesting to also see I don't think there's going to be another Tom Brady. I mean, it's very difficult to get to seven rings, but there's going to be one of these dudes who's probably going to at least get two or three at some point. And so it's going to be interesting to see if one of them is able to do that or if because the competition is so good right now, if they're just all going to like balance each other out. And it's like this year we'll have, say, Joe Burrow win and then maybe next year Lamar Jackson will win. Maybe the year after that, Josh Allen will win. So, you know, like there's just such great quarterback play going on right now. And the future of the league is in great hands. And I really just wanted to go and, and talk about talk about quarterbacks and just uh, say that, man, it's it's going to be interesting to see, uh, see what happens. 
And like I said, I mean, there's just, uh, there's so many guys out there and, um, that, that's really just it. I'm just, uh, I'm impressed to see what I'm intrigued to see what's going to happen over the next five to 10 years. And with, with all the teams, if there's going to be a dynasty that, that may be beginning this weekend, or, uh, maybe it's the chiefs who already are, st- who have already kind of started one, um, or will they, have, will they fall off at some point, but it's just going to be very interesting to see where the NFL goes. And, uh, how, how do you feel about, uh, where the, the future of the league is going to be. Yeah, no, and, and to talk about quarterbacks, you know, being the leaders uh, of the teams and you you build around a, a solid quarterback. Uh, Burrow's in here in his second year. Now, is it going to be another Dan Marino that he's at the Super Bowl and maybe falls short and then they say, oh, he'll be back, he'll get another shot, and then you never know what's going to happen. Uh, I had my uh, friend Ryan Davis who lives in Detroit, a uh, proud Detroiter, and he was saying back then, and I reminded him, he said on my show that uh, – there's something about the Lions that they trade people that go on to win championships at the uh, at the uh, place they get traded to. He's like, so watch Matthew Stafford's going to win the Super Bowl now that he's with uh, with a better team. And yeah, you're right about the Lions organization. It's it's the only organization in his. You know, he's almost 50 years old now, and it's the only organization that in his lifetime has never won any championship in in Detroit. Uh, so, uh, you know, so the frustration is there, but no matter what, I mean, the, the city of Detroit is proud. They still, they still sell out their, their games and everything. They're still going to come support to the bitter end. And, uh, I'm sure they're cheering for, for Stafford. And as far as that, uh, Stafford contributing to Detroit, um, uh, Ryan also said that, uh, the biggest contributor to Detroit's actually the owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. He, that he has done more for the city of Detroit than, than anybody else. And even moving his office and his headquarters to Detroit made other companies in business like kind of wonder what's going on in Detroit. Let's check it out. And now they're moving their businesses and offices and, and employing people in Detroit. So um, in a weird way, this is like a celebration for Detroit as well as Los Angeles uh, to have the Rams in there and solidifying a team in Los Angeles. Um, you know, you, you saw that there, there was more 49er fans than than Rams fans and Chargers continuously host more road fans uh, than 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 home fans. So this is a chance for the Rams to solidify themselves as as Los Angeles's franchise. I know they're, they're always going to be the Raider fans that that hoped and were wishing that the Raiders would return to Los Angeles. But when it comes to quarterbacks um, and then there's a field, I mean, every year there's a new field coming out of college and you never know. Mahomes looks like he might build a dynasty, but I think we're heading towards an era of the finally the league having parity where we're going to see different teams each year uh, in there. Uh, Mahomes is scary because he takes such risk. Um, he is more of a sliding quarterback or run out of bounds kind of guy now, but early in his career, I mean, the way he was taking the hits uh, by running, um, yeah, he was just asking for an injury, even as much as quarterbacks are protected in this league where you can't even uh, blow on them or lay a finger on them. Uh, he was, you know, putting himself in, putting himself in harm's way when he was on the run before. Now he's a little experienced and he'll slide. He'll, he'll run out of bounds. Uh, uh, Herbert does, still hasn't gotten that. So Herbert doesn't, he still just will try to run right through anybody coming, coming at him. Uh, but yeah, so you're right. The, with the quarterback play and the, it, it brings out the real parody of what the league has been looking for for years. And for decades, I just don't know. I mean, to think about Tom Brady and then the Patriots, that they, they've been the team, the dynasty over the last 20 years. I mean, since the, this whole millennium, anybody born in this millennium doesn't know when the Patriots were a shitty team. They don't know any different than, than you know, 
all these teams that have come out that really weren't good franchises over the years of like our childhood and growing up. And so I think we're heading towards an era where it's just, you know, just stick with your team. And then that's the best way. Cause don't be a bandwagon fan. You stick with your team. They're going to have their opportunities and uh, they're going to have their good years and their bad years. And you follow them all the way through. And uh, you, you know, you, you, you have the ups and downs with them, but, and, and right now it's a thing. So I don't know at the same time that we probably aren't going to have a, a dynasty anytime soon. I think we're heading towards a time when all these franchises that have never won anything or have been uh, without a championship for 50 or 60 years are going to start uh, having an opportunity and, 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 and making the run or having special seasons. Cause even when the schedule rotates, you know, they play uh, different conference teams and they're not in their non-divisional games each year. And you even get these teams that end up having, just the, the the luck of the draw on their schedule where they end up having good seasons. And off of that good season, they get on a winning streak and then it builds the confidence in the locker room. So these teams that weren't supposed to do anything, uh, you know, you'll see teams there that preseason are predicted not to do much, but then they just gel together. They have a little win streak. The, the locker room comes together. They have a leader in the locker room or, you know, something that, that uplifts them. Um, you know, I think back to my Panthers in the, the third Super Bowl 30 years. Mm-hmm, go ahead. I was just going to say, that's basically the Bengals this year. I mean, they really, um, and not that to say that they're a bad team. No, they're actually a, a very good team, but they also caught a lot of luck along the way. I mean, starting with the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, that was supposed to be probably them and the Browns were basically projected to be the top team in that division. And both the Browns and the Ravens suffered massive injuries to uh, tons of their players this year. And the Bengals basically benefit from that. So they got some luck there by winning their division. Um, and then uh, and then just their whole playoff run. And I'm not to say that they didn't win any of their games because, of course, they won their games, especially the game against Kansas City. But they did catch a lot of luck along the way. And that's what, what exactly what you're saying is just that if you do get on a good run, and you got a good leader in the locker room like Joe Burrow, and you guys just believe in each other, boom, then you can get it going. Yeah, no, there's, there's definitely – we're heading into a new era, and it's a new era of excitement in that I don't think your franchises are going to be uh, seller dwellers unless, you know, there are some. There's a handful that are just poorly run organizations. And as sooner or later, they, I mean, the fans are going to call for it. I, I think there's more pressure – from from uh, from from everything, from the fans, from from the other experts in the media, they get, you know, this whole tanking thing and, and all that stuff uh, doesn't really to me, it doesn't operate with football as much, because even though there's been la- la stuff lately, uh, allegations that, you know, the teams were asked to tank or, or fo- the players know that their, their career isn't very long. I think the average the average career is only three to four years for a player. So they don't they don't have time to to tank games and 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 yeah. not play to win so it's just football is a little different than 162 game baseball season an 82 game uh, uh nba season you know they just you, you the window of opportunity is so short that i just don't see uh anybody tanking or anybody trying to play to lose even if they were told they're going to get bonuses to lose uh it's just one that you know they just give the big middle finger to and just they're going to give it their all um 
Well, yeah, because they know that they're regardless, whatever they do on the field is on tape. And so if you're going to be a free agent next year or somebody wants to trade for you, at least you get something good on tape and you never want to look like a fool on tape. And especially if you're trying to like actually tank and you're playing a game, that's kind of difficult to do. Like you said, especially in football, because in basketball and baseball, they can do like point shaving or like with the, uh, the Astros with their banging of cans. It's a little bit different than trying to, to tank because I mean hell look at the Texans what they did this year I mean that that they were obviously wanting to tank at the beginning of the season but obviously their players had something to play for and they didn't play as shitty as we thought they would have in the end so yeah it's it's pretty difficult to 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 tank in this league yeah no and and, and you saw the Texans they they were at four wins a season maybe five uh, uh four or five and they then the question was were they going to be an 0 17 team that was the question preseason and it turned out then the Jaguars with with Pervin Lyre as their coach, it was a, uh, it was gonna be you know oh what what he can what can he do? And it's like uh, you saw the uh, complete opposite. There's some teams that they they were saying you know well, we're, we we don't know, let's let's wait and see what they're gonna be. And in others with Houston, it was like they might lose every game. They might be the only o, the first O and seventeen team, and uh, that that. And then they won week one, and then you know, and then they got some upsets there towards the end of the season. They they definitely were playing spoiler, and then that's the pride they got to take in that they 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 beat some teams uh, there at the end. Uh, to, I think well, when they beat Tennessee, it was like well, Tennessee might not get the number one spot anymore. You know, they really threatened that. Um, so you know, it's it just uh, you know, you never know with any week to week games, and and then the players' determination in their heart. They played this game their whole life leading up to this, so. Nobody wants to be on a team that just loses every week or that, you know, whatever the expectations are, that that's not the mentality in the locker room. I mean, you're not, you're not going to, that, that's why you play the games. Everybody takes the field. Everybody practices hard all week and then they go in there and then it's just, let's see what, what's going to happen this particular week. And it, it really is true. Any given Sunday, you never know. Uh, so, and, and, and then with this game, it's hard to predict. It's, it's easy to look at it and say, you know the Rams have have all the 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 the, the uh, matchup. Uh, um, you know the the pluses on on each matchup. You know their defensive line against the old line of the the Bengals. This and that, and but there's just something that's been magical about this playoff run for the Bengals. At the same time, and then and then the others that okay. It, it kind of actually reminds me of the first Patriots Super Bowl. I mean, because the the Rams that year that they they played against the Rams, the Rams were a 14 point favorite and they were that team. They were the, the, the greatest offense. Uh, what was it? The greatest show yeah, on turf is what they used to call them. You know, Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce, Tory Holt, Marshall Falk. Those are all Hall of Fame players right there. So it's like, and then you've got Tom Brady in his second season and they've got a really good defense and they had a bunch of role players on offense, but they just were able to get the job done. And so, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's difficult to see what's going to happen with this matchup because it kind of looks and feels the same as that Patriots-Rams matchup. Yeah, and then it's strange. You know, we went all these years without a uh, team hosting a Super Bowl, and it was, I think, the Vikings were close. Sometimes that the, there was two times that, the, that Minnesota was the host city for the Super Bowl, and the Vikings were a playoff team that year. I think they made it to a divisional round one year and then to the NFC Championship another, but they never actually hosted um, and we've never had, now we've had it two years in a row and, um, you know, you just never know. It, it, it just, and then that's the greatness of football. Just how, how, why it's so big in our society. You look at something and, and, and you're just thinking, cause you look at the, like in soccer with how big it is in Europe, 
um, there's there's only a handful of teams that are kind of challenging every year um, for the championship. But what's happened with like like Manchester City and Manchester United for for a lot of years, um, um, and I only know this through from Ricky Hatton, the the boxer. So the, the Manchester United was always like the Yankees, and Manchester City was like the Mets, and and um, over there it's different in that they accept. Uh, sponsorships and everything so after ricky hatton donated two and a half million dollars to the manchester city organization who the team his uncles had played for um it's changed the dynamics there so manchester city has won i think three of the last four years the 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 premier league championships and manchester united has had a dry spell where they haven't made it to like i guess their soccer postseason even and and they were the dominant team for years um here in football with the salary cap everybody stays the same so there's nobody that can come in um, it, well, back in the eighties, it was like that. And that's how the 49ers had their dynasty that you could get outside sponsorships and get extra money for your organization only and kind of be the highest, uh, ranking team before the salary cap. But now with the salary cap, it's all, it's all evened out, uh, for every team and it stays equal. So now we're, uh, and now with the players retired and coaches leaving certain teams, I mean, it's, it's gonna kind of turn the tables and it's an exciting time to be a football fan, and 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 for whatever team you root for, there's there's something you can turn to as a positive. And this 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 game, I think, is going to be a celebration of kind of the 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 start of the new era, where in past years it's been the the usual suspects and teams you expect to be there. And again, one of these you were right with one of these quarterbacks is going to be the first time winner, and is it going to be the veteran Matthew Stafford who? who went through all those years of struggling with Detroit, trying to get something going <laughs> and now has an opportunity with a solid team built around him or this upstart uh, Burrow guy is uh, who's been confident leading his team. And then McPherson, their kicker, if it comes down to a kick, I mean, it, looking back to that comparison with the Patriots and Rams, Vinatieri, he was just a guy that was just money. And now with McPherson, same thing. I mean, you got him, he was stretching out. He, did his final warm-up kick in that game with Tennessee, and he was just confident. He told the sideline, well, looks like we're going to the AFC Championship, and he ran out there and kicked, and he, he says he has his mind on that. He'll, he'll say stuff like that so that he can – it's almost like you're predicting what's going to happen as prophecy, and then that's what's in your head that you're going to do. That's his way of, of doing things as an athlete. And kickers, when you study football teams, the kickers were, are always kind of insignificant, but they are um, – they're a weird character, man. They're just a beast of nature. They have to come out at a certain time to start warming up. doesn't matter if the cheerleaders are in the way, if the halftime show is still going on. It's just their routine, and they're just these routine. It reminds me of a swimmer. Uh, when I worked at I worked at a spa and swimming pool, and there was a guy that showed up there at like 4 in the morning, and his girlfriend was like, this guy's crazy. He just he just swims like so early in the morning. He gets in, and the guy does his laps in the pool, and, and, I'll, and I was like, yeah, you know. And then now, you know, in football, the kicker reminds me of the – they're just beast of nature. So they're always going to have the routine. They know what they're do at what time, at how long before the half starts. They have practiced their kick from how many yards away. So if you're in their way, they don't really care. They just work around you. They're just, you know, you better get out of their way. That They're just, I mean, they're, they're just crazy. I mean, if a quarterback, it's like they get a lot more attention. But, but uh, man, for a kicker, if you watch kickers and, you you know, you study kickers, they're just uh, – and they're, they're just a weird beast of nature, weird character. They're, they're just uh, uh, creatures of habit. 
And uh, it's, it's just funny to see sometimes when they're out there warming up and like the halftime show is not even over. So, uh, and then with these extended halftime shows for the Super Bowl and all that, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how quickly they get out there. But, but I know McPherson was out there with the cheerleaders. Um, while the cheerleaders were still performing the halftime show, he was out there right, right in the center of them kicking, kicking practice, you know, field goals. And so it's just, uh, yeah. So, uh, and then it comes down to kick. That's yep. their only job. So, I yeah. mean, you got to master it because if, if they fuck up, then it's all on them. I mean, there's like nobody who gets cut quicker if you if you fuck up. So, yeah, they got to yeah. do that. But you are right. They are they are. They are a different beast, but they are also very important to the game yeah. as well. And, and it's crazy because like, back in the day, you had uh, now a lot of teams. Hey, Oscar, you're not doing your own show yet. Okay, sit down. <laughs> um. Anyway, you had a damn when quarterbacks had uh uh three quarterbacks. Now most teams have only two quarterbacks. But um, you always used to. I used to always hear that the emergency quarterback was the punter or the kicker, and and uh, those days were interesting. When when like John Madden would say, yeah. So uh, because of some injuries, if we get into the third strings, uh, the backup quarterback's gonna be you know, and they'd say the punter's name or the kicker's name, and then be like that was always gonna be interesting to see if it ever got to that point. But um, yeah, yeah, you know, it's just um, but yeah, and then it comes down to like unsung heroes, like that somebody you've never heard of before, hasn't really had a great season, or you know, um, and then they just kind of you know come out and have a great game all of a sudden, and it might be their only uh, Timmy Smith in the Super Bowl, um, 1988 with the uh, Redskins and um, and Broncos, he he rushed for more yards than uh, like a career, I think it was a Super Bowl record at that time, and then you never heard of him before you never heard of him since yeah he didn't do much after that but he had that one great yep. game that he just or larry uh, you guys had that uh, larry out Al- larry allen that had those larry interceptions brown. larry brown larry had, brown yeah we, i was literally just gonna say yeah. Cowboys had larry brown super bowl 30 mvp and he never did the goddamn thing after that <laughs> yeah so you know you know it's just a chance for for everybody you never know who's gonna step up who's like this is their big moment their big game you see the guy uh that's gonna play with a torn mcl because it's the last game, you know, any other time you have your surgery, you're out for however many weeks or for the season, but this is for all the marbles. And it reminds me of, um, of, uh, um, damn the Panthers, uh, in their Super Bowl. Uh, I can't think of his name. He's, he's like our man of the year. And he's our favorite. No, no, the linebacker, uh, he, he broke his hand and he still played in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Thomas. He was there with a broken hand, and then uh, uh, Snoop Dogg was a special guest at Media Day, and he's like, "Yeah, there's no way I was gonna miss this game," you know. So, um, and then even Allen, we had Robert, the 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 guy that had come from the Chiefs, he was hurt, and he still played. Uh, they sat him out for the uh, NFC Championship game against Seattle, and he was pissed about that. But the main the Super Bowl, he was in there, and uh, uh, Larry, uh, no, uh, shoot, Jared Allen. Um, so um, you know, just. These you never know. These guys are just—they're gonna suck it up. They're gonna give it their all, and it's—it's—it usually turns out to be a good game. And even when it turns out to be a blowout, though, you still—you still have hope right to the end because everybody remembers twenty-eight to three, you know. And then the 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 previous two times, well, the, shit, the that, hey, that's not the only time that's happened either. Yeah. You know, like uh, that Titans Rams Super Bowl. Yeah. That was a like the the Rams were ahead at one point, and then the Titans came back and made a big run. That's not. 
28 to 3, that's recent, but I mean, throughout yeah, yeah. the history of the Super Bowl, there's been some great comebacks. No, and then with McNair, the Titans, they came like uh, an inch short of going yep. into overtime. And I still, <laughs> I wonder if I ever interviewed Jeff Fisher, uh, I don't know, he's never talked about it. He always says that was between him and Steve McNair, but he runs over when the game's over. He hugs McNair. He's just telling, he's talking in his ear for like a minute, uh, a good minute. And I've always wondered what were the words exchanged there. And uh, whenever they've asked him about it, he just says that that's between me and him. And uh, I, I have a feeling it was something maybe about getting a second chance at it later down the road. And, and it never happened for McNair, you know, rest in peace like that. Um, but yeah, just, you know, inches short, the, you know, the, the, it's a game of inches and, and game of comebacks. And then, and uh, the, the Bengals as their franchise, their previous two appearances, they lost to the 49ers both times, 26-21. They were stopped at the at the goal line. They were fourth and goal, and they got stopped. And then 16-3, uh, to three, and then I, like 97 yards that Joe Montana in two minutes, you know, drove him. That touchdown to, to Jonathan Taylor when everybody was thinking Jerry Rice. Uh, but that, you know, so they fell, they've fallen short two times, on, uh, but they've been there to the very end in their previous two appearances. Um and then the Rams again had had their close calls, and then they where they lost at the last second, and then where they held on at the last second. Um, yeah, but this you know there's there just a feeling also this McVay, you know he went in against the Patriots. I don't know if he got nervous or conservative. They just didn't play nothing. But then they had the running back injured uh, that was trying to give it a go. Um, so and just Belichick is just the genius of Belichick in a game against a young coach on the other side. I just kind of. They just out out schemed the other team, so you never know what kind of character it's going to be, what kind of game plan the teams have going in. They've had two weeks to prepare. Um, that now this week is just they're dealing with all that hype, the media days, the public you know appearances and stuff leading up to the game. So um, you know it's just it, it's changed like that too. And then it used to be like Herman Edwards. He never he never watched the Super Bowl ever since when he was on the Eagles when they lost. He hates confetti. He doesn't allow confetti at any of his kids' birthdays because all that confetti went up when they lost. And uh, he just said he never watched the Super Bowl. But now it seems every NFL player is at the Super Bowl this year because they, they get – I think everybody gets two tickets each or something like that if you're on an NFL team um, and it's your cho- you, you have the choice to attend. or not. And it turns out to be like a party. I was more of a competitor like that where I think I just would have stayed away from it. I mean, it took me three Olympic games after I failed to qualify for the 2000 Olympics. 2004, 2008, 2012 Olympics, uh, I couldn't watch. I, I watched bits and pieces. No way I could ever watch a uh, opening ceremony again because I just felt I should have been there. Uh, and if had I been there in 2000, uh, I would have uh, been around. You know that 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 dream team of that year with and 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 some of the players, I, you know, the people I would have met. Plus, at the Olympic Training Center, there was a, a certain uh, gy- uh, a gymnast uh, that told me if I had made the Olymp- the Olympic team, we'll go on a date, and uh, that never happened. So uh, that sort of pissed me off too. But yeah, no, it's just it's it's a different game now, you know. But I think we're getting to the rivalry point now. I think we're we're going to start to see a little bit of of it. But these these players grow up with each other. They go to all the camps together, growing up and all that, so they know each other. But yeah, it'd be nice to see a little rivalry, a little hatred, and back and forth. You know, where I really you really see quarterbacks that hate each other and teams that hate each other and get that rivalry going again. And I think that that's what's missing from it being a completely fun league, like where, you know, you, you, it's a must watch every week. It already is, but you add some excitement to that, some little turmoil, a little, you know, little bad blood, then 
people are going to tune in even more and it's going to be just as popular. And, uh, and for all those that didn't want to watch football of our, you know, uh, my age, your age, they see the halftime show, who's going to appear. They're definitely going to be tuning into that. So, (laughs) So, you know, that means they're going to be watching the game. So, um, and I've gotten a few texts in the last few days of, uh, Hey, throwing a last minute Super Bowl party. If you all want to come by and you know, whatever, you know, getting invites from people that I was like, Oh, I didn't know they were football fans. But suddenly there's some excitement here that uh, is kind of spreading around that people are like into this this week. So it's going to be exciting. Um, but yeah, so we'll look forward to he, he getting your prediction, uh, our predictions uh, in on Friday, our, our episode leading up to the to the game. Uh, keep watch for the latest episodes of, of Sports Talk with Trop, with, with Katie Trop. Uh, she talks she talks all sports and everything. And uh and especially if you're an NBA fan, I don't talk NBA as much this time of year, but we're getting closer to March, March Madness. And so college basketball and NBA is going to be more of a topic. But uh, for Katie, it's a topic now. She, she, so she talks about that. If, if anybody that wants to hear more basketball talk or even baseball talk or any other sport besides uh, soccer and golf. <laughs> um, oh, and then also and also no politics. Sometimes I get a little political and uh and it kind of, I go off on a rant on certain things, but uh, yeah, Katie, you want to hear that on her show? Uh, yeah, your kind of political is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like everybody else who's a nut job right now. You're oh. saying too bad to me. That's more just things that actually involve the sport, but yeah, I, yeah, no, but you don't, you won't hear none of that shit from hey, me. That's good. No, <laughs> yeah, I, and I love your show, man. It's just, uh, it's 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 a winner anybody should take a take a listen in in any episode and catch up on past episodes because they're all related and they all are still she talks about stuff that that's ongoing so uh there's nothing that's outdated there um and you could go back and replay what she said and, and see how correct she is on the sports world so on her, her her opinions and and yeah so we all love that but thanks a lot katie for joining us uh, sorry for the delay to our fans but uh it's just how it goes you know we we all have normal lives outside of this this isn't all we do and uh, but I appreciate you, Katie, uh, continue to come on and, and we'll see you Friday. All right. Cool, man. Thanks for having me. Talk right. to you on Friday. Drop it like it's hot. Yep, definitely. Drop it, drop it, drop it like it's hot again. Episode nine. Uh, stay tuned for the uplink and stay tuned for future shows this week. Sports talk with Trop and then also the sports view. We're going to be getting heated here into the Super Bowl as it approaches. For Sports View, this is Simon Rokaba checking out. Until next time.